evening, everybody. Amen. Well, welcome to Youth Night of the Revival. And we've got youth, and we had so many kids. Uh, we're just going to start with them uh, back there. So if you've got kids and you want them to take part in the uh, kids' events tonight, they're going ahead and starting in the fellowship hall because uh, we had so many tonight. Amen. That's a good problem. So I hope you came ready to praise the Lord. Yeah, give the Lord a clap offering on that. Let's all stand if you would. And uh, we are going to worship the Lord. And uh, we're going to start with there's joy in the house of the Lord. Amen. Be quiet. 
you. We thank you for tonight. Lord, we thank you that there's joy in your house tonight. Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. Be glad there's joy in the house of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. We're going to do a little song. Here's things going on. Baby. Oh, hang on, the drummer says. We got the wild man in the cage back there, and he's got something going on. Oh, it fell over. This is why we keep him caged up, amen. <laughs> he's a wild man. Can't control himself. There's joy in the cage. There's joy in the cage of the Lord, amen. We're going to do a little song. Uh, I've done this uh, for several years, and I kind of retired it for a while, but uh, this is something we always kind of try to do something special. And uh, this is called the 50s song, is what I call it. It's called, actually called Jesus, You're So Wonderful, all right? And so uh, I cannot hit these high notes anymore, but I'm going to give it my best shot, amen? All right? And you got to help me out and uh, see if we can uh, get it together, all right? So give me the key, Julie. Are you ready? Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six.
gracioso I'm now questioning my decision to have the grilled spicy shrimp tonight well 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 Jesus you are so Wonderful. Hey. Don't a don't ask for that one again until next year. about that wonderful, reckless love of God. Amen.
shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. Amen. Snow wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. thank you so much, God. We thank you for your never-ending, reckless love, God. Lord, I thank you that you would leave the 99 to come after us, God. None of that makes any sense to us until we're that one that you come after. And Lord, I just love what that, uh, that bridge says, Lord. There's no shadow you won't light up. There's no mountain you won't climb up coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down. There's no lie you won't tear down coming after me. Lord, we thank you. We love you. We, uh, Lord, we celebrate tonight your reckless love for us. Thank you, Lord, for your presence with us. God, continue to be with us through the rest of this service. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Before you sit down, everybody put a smile on. Tell five people you sure do look good tonight, all right? Tell somebody glad to see them tonight. You can find your place and be seated. Well, I thought.
Since tonight was the last night of revival, Floyd boys will do three songs instead of two. Is that okay? Can we do that? Well, we're going to do it anyway, whether you want us to or not, all right? We're going uh, to see if we can get everybody to get it together here. <laughs> you got it? This is the world-famous Floyd Boys. Go ahead and give them a hand while we're still trying to get it together here, all right? All right. <laughs> we're ready. Right. Here we go. Step into the water. Wait out a little bit deeper. Wet your feet in the water of his love. Oh, step into the water. Wait out a little bit deeper. Come join angels singing praises to the Lamb of God. It's time we the people stand up for what is right. It's time we squared our shoulders back and raised our swords to fight. For the Bible is our weapon. And the spirit is our shield. The church needs more of its members to be workers in the field. Well, step into the water. Wait out a little bit deeper. Wet your feet in the water of his love. Oh, step into the water. Wait out a little bit deeper. Come join angels singing praises to the Lamb of God. There is victory for the Christian who walks the narrow way. There has been a prize appointed for the soul who does not stray. I want to live for Jesus, be all that I should be, so that I can rest with him forever, live eternally. Well, step into the water, wait out a little bit deeper. Wet your feet in the water of his love. Oh, step into the water. Wait out a little bit deeper. Come join angels singing praises to the Lamb of God. Come join angels singing praises to the Lamb of God. bring their oxygen tank tonight <laughs> I need a I need a quick whiff it <laughs> did seem a lot shorter before we ate didn't it hey I want to congratulate <laughs> you brother oh, oh you've what? transgendered yourself tonight <laughs> thank you <laughs> got in touch with my feminine side that's, that's right. right oh goodness I'm living in Canaan now <laughs> Egypt was once my home, I was a slave. 
helpless sins and did wrong, love light did crave, but when I looked up to heaven strong, Christ came to save. I'm living in Canaan, living in Canaan now. Egypt behind, I will cross over Jordan wide, land is too fine, my soul is satisfied, no longer blind, I'm living with Jesus up in Canaan, right Canaan now. now. Well, Satan may have you bound with fetters strong, Look up to higher ground. Will not be long till Christ the Savior your soul has found. You'll sing this song. I'm living in Canaan, living in Canaan now. I'm living on Canaan's side. Egypt behind. I will cross over Jordan wide. Land is too fine. My soul is satisfied. I'm no longer blind. Living with Jesus up in Canaan right now. Living on Canaan's side. Egypt behind. I will cross over Jordan wide. Gladness to find. My soul is satisfied. My soul is up in Canaan right now. Oh, Floyd, if you could have waited eight more beats to come in, that'd have been perfect. I'll do that again. Hey, I know y'all know this, but uh, I was just thinking when I was sitting back there tonight, I'm just amazed at the talent in this church. And I tell you, uh, Y'all are just absolutely blessed to have Mark and Julie mm, lead you fact. And uh, I love them so much. They've been such sweet friends to us over the years. And I'm telling you, we were young kids when we all met each other and started doing this. But, Mark, you're doing a great job here, my oh, friend. Thanks, I'm proud of you, and I know these people love you. Amen. And uh, But I tell you, Julie's a part of it, too, isn't she? Amen. There's faith out there. Amen. Amen. sing an oldie but a goodie to end with tonight. Beulah Land. Amen. Beulah Land I'm longing for you and someday on the outstand there my home shall Thank you. 
Let's pray. Uh, well, thank y'all. Thank y'all very much. We're going to pray, and then Brother Herman's going to come, and he's going to bring us the word. Amen. Well, Father, we love you tonight. God, thank you so much. The Lord, I thank you for the hope of heaven that we have in this place. Lord, I pray if there's someone today who doesn't know if they were to die tonight, if they would spend eternity in heaven with you, I pray that they would get that settled before they leave this place tonight. Lord, I pray that you would be with Brother Herman uh, God, I pray that you would uh, use him as your vessel tonight. I pray, Lord, that he would, uh, Lord, every word that comes out of his mouth would be anointed by you, that, Lord, you would just uh, bless him and use him as your vessel tonight. Lord, I pray for somebody to realize that they need you tonight. If there's anybody in this room tonight that is lost, that does not know you, that does not know for sure where they're going, I pray that they would not leave this place tonight without submitting to the wonderful love of Jesus Christ. Thank you that you died on the cross for all of our sins in this room. All we have to do is reach out and accept it. Just uh, anoint Brother Herman, God. Fill this place with joy and happiness. And when we leave here in a moment, God, that we know that we've truly been in the presence of the Lord. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. Give Brother Herman a big hand if you would. Amen. the young people that are here tonight, Brother Martin, and uh, his leadership, uh, what a blessing that is, amen. We need the young people, I tell you, they are important. 
I think for a long, long time that many churches have neglected our young people, and they are a vital part of the kingdom of God. And so I'm thankful and grateful that they're here tonight. Uh, let me just say a word tonight of a word of appreciation. Uh, not only the honor of being here again this year, it thrilled my heart uh, when uh, Brother Mark invited me to come back. Uh, I love you people. You are my kind of people, and I mean that. And uh, you are so receptive and, and, uh, and, and just good people, and I appreciate that. And it's an honor for me. And, and then I want to say a word of appreciation to, uh, to uh, Nancy uh, and all the work that Nancy has done in the kitchen. Or Mary, Mary, not Nancy, Mary. Uh, Mary and all that she has done in the kitchen and all of her helpers. I think you ought to give them a hand. They've done a tremendous job. <laughs> tremendous job. Thank you so much. Thank you so very much for all that you've done, and uh, we're grateful for that. Tonight, I want to bring a message about the nearness of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I believe that we're living in the last days. I know that some of you would say, well, I've heard that, and I've heard that, and I've heard that, and he hasn't come yet, and I don't believe that he's coming soon. Well, my friend, all you have to do is read the Bible and you'll see prophecy fulfilled. There's not much left to come to pass before Jesus comes again. Uh, you think about wars and rumors of wars and nations rising against nations. You turn on the television, and it just seemly, seems like that every single day that you see more and more prophecy being fulfilled to the nearness of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe that we're going to see it in our lifetime and certainly in the lifetime of these young people, uh, that Jesus is coming again. Uh, my friend, I want to tell you something. We cannot change in the next 10 years in this world as much as we've changed in the last 10 years without totally self-destructing ourselves. And you know that, and I know that. And I believe that Jesus is going to come soon. And so I'm going to give you four things tonight quickly about what is going to happen immediately before Jesus' return. And then you can go home and you can study it out and see what your opinion is. But let me tell you why we're going to where we're going, okay? In Matthew chapter 24, that great chapter where Jesus is talking about all these things that are going to take place, tribulation and all of that, uh, in verse 33 it says this, so likewise, ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the door. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will not pass away. But at that day and hour, knoweth no man, no, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, there were eating, drinking, marriage, giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, knew not until the floods came, took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Listen to this. Then shall two be in the field, one shall be taken and the other left. 
two women will be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord does come. Now here's some points that I want to bring out. Number one is, heaven and earth may pass away, but his word will not pass away. See, what is important tonight is not what I say, but what is important tonight is what God's word says. He said, heaven and earth may pass away, but his word will not pass away. The second thing that I want you to notice is simply this. He says, in that day and hour, no, no man, no, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father, I'm not standing here to tell you tonight that I know the day or the hour. I don't know. The angels in heaven don't even know. But my friend, listen, Jesus said, when you see these things taking place, know that I'm near even at the door. So I'm not telling you that I know the day nor the hour, but I do know that the season is right. Look what he says in the next thing that I want to point out. But as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. And then he goes on and says, two will be in the field, one will be taken, one will be left. When Jesus comes, he's coming for his children. But let's go back to Genesis chapter 4. Did you know that God was already prophesying in Genesis chapter 4, four things that were going to happen immediately before his return? Isn't that amazing? Listen, Genesis 1, now it's not written in chapter and verses as you and I know it, but as we know it. Genesis 1, 2, and 3 deals with what? The creation in Adam and Eve. Genesis 5 deals with what? The generations of Adam. Genesis 6 begins at when... God looked upon this earth. It grieved him at his heart. And it grieved him that he even created man. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So the only window that you and I have in the Bible between Adam and Eve and the destruction of the flood is only found in Genesis chapter 4. Now, when Jesus said, as it happened before the flood, so shall it happen before his return, I wanted to go back and look at that window, the only time that we have in the Bible, and see what happened then that is happening now. And I used to say that as we sit here tonight, two of the four is totally out of control. But I stand before you tonight to say that four out of four are totally out of control as we sit here tonight. So let's go to Genesis chapter 4 and see what happened then that's happening now. So in Genesis chapter 4, let's look at verse 16. Notice what verse 16 says. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. Now that word Nod is interpreted the land of wondering. So let's read it that way. 
Listen to what it says. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of wandering on the east of Eden. In the last days, listen to me, there's going to be a great falling away, not of lost people, but of God's people. Here was a man that says, I know God and God knows me. But even though God knows me and I know God, I don't want God. And I'm going to flee out into the land of wandering on the east side of Eden. When have we ever lived in a day that we're living right now that more people confess to know God and say that God knows them that have nothing to do with God? We're seeing it in our generation in this time. We're living in a day that, my friend, listen, the Bible speaks about it. He says, in the last day, men will confess me with their lips, but they'll deny me with their hearts. The Bible says in the last days, men will be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Isn't it amazing tonight that, my friend, listen, young people, you have four hours to go out on a date, and we have two hours to go to a movie. We can watch a baseball game for two or three hours. We can go to a football game and watch and sit and watch it for two or three hours. But you talk about worshiping God two hours a week, and we say we don't have time. No, the truth of the matter is, we love pleasure more than we love God. We say that we know God and that God knows us, but we don't want to have anything to do with God. And in the last days, there's going to be a big falling away of God's people. People who say that they know God, and God knows them that won't have anything to do with God. My friend, did you know that we spend the majority of our time in our church's life trying not to reach lost people? My friend, I want to tell you something. That is something that we have just gotten so far away from. And the reason we got so far away from trying to reach a lost world is because we spend the majority of our time trying to get God's people to do what they say that they know that God wants them to do. But that's in the last days. You say, well, that's one. Show me another one. Look in the next verse. In verse 17, look what it says. And Cain knew his wife. She conceived and bore Enoch, and he built a, what's the next word? Same word in your Bible as it is in mine. Built a what? A city. And named the city after his son. Isn't that amazing? That's the first time that word's ever mentioned in the Bible. Now you have a man that says, look, we live apart. There's no need for us to live apart. Here's what let's do. Let's come together and let's pool our technology and let's build this thing called a city, and we'll name it after my son. Let me ask you an honest question tonight. 75 years ago, just 75 years ago, 
Where did the majority of the world live? In the rural. But 75 years later tonight, where does the majority of the world live tonight? In the cities. You say that's coincidental. No, it's not. It's prophecy coming to pass. Jesus said in the last days, no, that the cities are going to be built like they've never been built before. And you and I are living in that day. You say, well, I'm still not convinced. Well, let me give you number three. Notice what it says in verse 19. And Lamech took unto him, what's the next word? Two wives. Isn't that amazing? Just a few verses back, the Bible said that God looked at man and said it's not good that man be made alone. And out of man he created woman. And he looked at the two and he said, it is very good. Then all of a sudden, you find a man that says, hey, God may have created one man and one woman. But that's not what I want. Out of the lustfulness of my heart, I don't want one wife. I want two wives. And for the very first time in the Bible, you find the breakdown of the family. It ceases to be what God intended it to be. When have we ever lived in a time that our families are in as much trouble as we're in tonight? You see, my friend, I'm convinced tonight. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. It doesn't matter how much money we have in the Treasury. It doesn't matter how big our military is. America will rise and fall upon the family. When the family goes, everything else goes with it. And we're in trouble. And in the last days, my friend, look, I mean, everything, you, you and I know, everything that once was not talked about is brought out into the open. Do you know what the number one site is on the Internet? The number one site, pornography. Pornography. And my friend, if you think for a moment that it's only the lost people out there that is watching it, there is a big amount of people within the church that is watching it. The family is being broke down. We're living in a time when, when guys don't even know if they're guys or whether they're girls. And girls don't know whether they're girls or whether they're boys. The breakdown of the family. And we see it in the time that we live. You say, well, I'm still not convinced. You're going to see a falling away? People that say they know God, God knows them, not going to want anything to do with God. You're going to see the cities being built like they've never been built before. You're going to see the family being broke down like it's never been broke down before, torn apart. But let me give you the last one, verse 23. 
And Lamech said unto his wives, now he's got two. He comes in and he says, listen, hear my voice, you wives of Lamech, and hearken unto my speech. I, I never had but one wife. But I didn't, I didn't learn a lot, but I did learn this. I would never walk into my house and say, listen up, you wife of Herman Kramer, and listen to what I got to say because that would be the last thing I had to say. But I want you to see the pridefulness of this man. He says, listen up, you wives of Lamech, and listen to what I have to say. Now notice what he tells them. For I have slayed a man to my wounding and a young man to my hurt. Did you know that's the first time that's mentioned in the Bible? Violence committed on someone else? Let me ask you a question tonight. When have we ever lived where we live today in the area of violence? You and I know. It was asked of me this week, said, Brother, in all your track, do you, do, you, do you carry a gun? I said, no. I don't. But my biggest fear it's not so much me carrying a gun as somebody else carrying a gun that doesn't care what they do to somebody else. Amen? Road rage, every day in San Antonio, it's on the news. Road rage, road rage. Somebody shot here, somebody shot here, somebody shot here. Somebody. Life has become so cheap that the people that commit violence is not even ashamed of the violence that they commit. In the last days, you're going to see that. You're going to see that life doesn't matter. Violence is going to run wild. And those that commit the violence are going to brag about the violence that they committed. Jesus said, when you see what happened before the flood, Know that it's going to happen immediately before my coming. When you see my people that say that they know me and I know them, but they don't want me. When you see the cities being built like they've never been built. When you see the family being torn apart. And when you see violence becomes braggable on those that commit it. Know that I'm at the door. You say, Brother Herman, that's bad. No, that's good. Because if you just read a couple of more verses, as I said a moment ago, the Bible said it grieved God that he even created man. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, we've always looked at the story of Noah as a child story. But, oh, I want to tell you something. It's so much more than you and I know the story of Noah. I've often thought about it this way. Noah was the only righteous man in the world. The only one. And I can imagine one day in Noah's life, God had put up with this so long that he says, Noah, and Noah looked around. God says, Noah, 
And Noah looks around. God says, look up, Noah. Noah looks up. God says, Noah. Noah says, what, God? He says, I want you to build an ark. He said, what? An ark. What's an ark? That's a boat. What's a boat? That's the thing that floats in water. What water? It had never rained on this earth before. Never. But you know what the Bible says? Noah believed God. And for 120 years, Noah built on that ark. God told him exactly the size, exactly what to do, and Noah built. And I believe there were times, now I don't know, but I just believe that there were times that people would, they'd say, Noah, what are you doing? He said, I'm building an ark. And they said, what's an ark? And he said, a boat. They said, what's a boat? He said, a thing that floats in water. They said, what water? He said, I'm glad you asked. He said, that's the judgment of God. It's coming. And everything outside that ark that has breath is going to die. never rained before. Why should we think it's going to rain now? And they laugh. The kids, they didn't have DQ or any of that. Kids get together, they said, hey, let's go down to see the weirdos. See, I think Noah lived at the end of town. That's where the weird people live. Now, if you live there, don't take offense. But they said, let's go down and see the old weirdos. So the kids would gather together, and they would go down to the end of town. And Noah would be working on that ark. Kids say, you ask him. The other kids say, no, you ask him. You ask him. No, you ask him. One of them finally said, oh, he said, Mr. Noah. Mr. Noah would stop. He said, yeah. He said, what are you doing, Mr. Noah? He said, I'm building an ark. Kids said, what's an ark? He said, that's a boat. They said, what's a boat? They said, thing that floats in water. What's water? He said, that's the judgment coming. And they'd laugh. They'd laugh. He said, it ain't never rained before. Why do we think it's going to rain now? And they'd walk away. Noah kept building. Have you ever thought of what it was like the first day that it rained? I don't know. I just, I have these weird ideas, okay? I can just picture a man out in the field, plowing in the field. And all of a sudden, something begins to fall. And the, and the more he tries to plow, the worse it got. He thought, well, I'll just stop and go home. So he left his plow in the field, and he starts home. And about that time, Mama comes running out of the house. And she says, Daddy, Daddy, what is this? He said, I don't know. Don't worry. It'll go away. And they watched it. In a minute, the kids came running in the house. Hey, Mom, Dad, what is this? I don't know, kids. Don't worry. It'll go away. And they watched it. And all day it kept falling. Finally, it came bedtime. Daddy told the kids, said, kids, go to bed now. Kids said, what's that about that out there? Don't worry. When you get up in the morning, it'll be gone. Kids go to bed. Finally, mom and daddy lays down. 
Mama falls asleep, Daddy listens to her. The next morning, Daddy's the first one up. Daddy goes into the living room and he pulls back the curtain and he looks. And it's everywhere. And he notices that it's coming down harder than it did yesterday. And about that time, Mama walks up beside him and says, Daddy, Daddy, what is that? He said, I don't know. Watching the kids come running through the house. Hey, Mama, Daddy, what is it? I don't know, but don't worry. It'll go away. And they watched him. I don't know. Maybe it was a kid. Maybe it was the wife. Said, do you think that's what that old weirdo was talking about downtown? Daddy said, who, Noah? Mama said, yeah, Mr. Noah. Everybody knows that old man's kooky, man. So, well, Daddy, what do if that old man was right? Daddy said, well, I don't know, but if y'all want to go down there, we'll go down there. Now, watch this. So, Mom and Daddy and the kids get ready, and they step out of the house. And as they started walking down the road, they noticed something, that not only was it falling from the sky, but the water was gushing from the ground. The Bible says the water was coming from above and it was coming from beneath. They waded down to the end of town. By this time, there was a crowd gathered. Daddy steps up and he says, where's the old man? They said, he's not here today. They say, he's always here. They said, he's not here today. Somebody says, you've been around that thing that he's building? They said, we've been around it, but he's not here. Daddy steps up and he looks up and he says, Mr. Noah, are you here? And he heard the old man say, I'm here. Daddy said, this wasn't what you were talking about, was it? He said, yes, that's what I was talking about. Everything today that has breath is going to die. Daddy said, we were only teasing. We believed you all the time. Mr. Noah said, it's too late. It's too late. And I can imagine Mama stepping up. And Mama said, please let us go. Please, please let us go. And he heard the old man said, it's too late. I don't know. I can imagine a teenager running up and grabbing the side of that ark and saying, Mom, Dad, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. When the old man said, it's too late. It's too late today. Daddy says, if you'll just open the door, I promise you will go. He said, that's the problem. I can't open the door. Daddy says, what do you mean you can't open the door? You built it. You ought to be able to open it. He said, I built the door. But the Bible says, God shut it. Too late. And everything outside of that ark that had breath died that day. Wow. You say, that's terrible. No, here's the best part. Listen to me. 2,000 years ago, on a hill called Calvary, God built an ark out of an old rugged cross. 
and it cost God his son to die upon that cross. And for over 2,000 years, he has sent his noise to say, there's a judgment coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And for over 2,000 years, some have come and some have left. said he hasn't come yet. Why do I believe he's coming now? But the Bible says that one day the trumpet shall sound and time shall be no more. Two will be in the field, one will be taken, one will be left. Two kids will be together. One kid will be taken, one kid will be left. And everything outside that cross, one day, will be left behind. So the question tonight is not whether Jesus is coming. The question tonight, if he comes tonight, where will you be? Where will you be? Will you be one day too short? Well, I was going to. You know I wanted to go. You know that I, I was one day going to make that commitment. But when the trumpet sounds, the door will be shut and time will be no more. The Bible says that you and I will, he'll come in a moment, in a twinkle, twinkle of an eye. You know what that means? That means before you could even open your mouth to say a word, it'll be over. It'll be over. But you have this time. You have this moment. I'm not trying to make a Baptist out of you. I'm trying to make a Christian out of you. And I'm standing here to tell you tonight that Jesus is coming again and he has provided an ark that cost him his son to die upon that cross. And everything outside of that cross one day will be left behind. But what do I have to do to go? All you have to do is believe in your heart that when Jesus died upon that cross, he died for you. And that he was buried and he rose the third day, ascended to heaven, and one day is going to come back. And be willing to give him your heart and your life and repent of your sins and say, God, from this moment on, I want to be your child. And the Bible says, whosoever will, No matter who you are, no matter where you come from, tonight you can be saved. He's coming. Heaven and earth may pass away, but his word's not going to pass away. I didn't write the book. God wrote the book when he said, as it was before the flood, so would it be in the day of his return. His people will fall away. Cities will be built. 
Families will be torn apart. Violence will run rampant. When you see those things happen, know that he's at the door. Are you ready tonight? Are you ready tonight? If he came tonight, let's pray. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm not going to trick you. I'm not going to embarrass you. But with every head bowed and every eye closed, how many would say tonight, Brother Herman, if Jesus came tonight, if this world would stop tonight, Brother Herman, I don't know whether I'd go to heaven or not. I want to go to heaven. But I can't say tonight that I know that I'd go to heaven, that I'd be one of those that would be taken and not left behind. Would you just slip up your hand and say, Brother Herman, I don't know, but I want to know. Put it up where I can see it. God bless you, sir. God bless you and you and you. You here on the front. Who else? Just raise your hand. Raise your hand. Anyone else? God bless you. We're going to pray a prayer. And I'm going to ask you to raise your hand to repeat this prayer after me. Dear God, thank you for tonight. But more than that, Thank you for Jesus that died for my sins. I come to the cross tonight to say that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Lord, tonight I give you my heart. And from tonight on, I will strive to live my life for you. I repent of my sins. I turn away from those things that are wrong. And tonight, I want to accept those things that are right. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Look up here. All of you that raise your hand, if you sincerely meant it, and you prayed that prayer, then Jesus came into your heart, and you are a child of God. It's as simple as that. But here's what I want you to do. Brother Mark and Brother Morton love you, kids. And they want you to get started in the right way. We're not asking you to become a church member tonight. We're asking you to become a Christian tonight. And that's what they want to talk to you about. And just like we did last year, what I'm going to do, when we stand in just a moment, I'm going to ask you young people that really means it in your heart, that you really want to be a Christian, that you really want to go to heaven, that you really want to give your heart to the Lord, I want you to come and stand up here by Brother Martin. And by your coming, you're saying tonight, I'm serious about wanting Jesus in my heart. Anyone else want to come and just come to Brother Mark? 
to say tonight, Brother Mark, I want to know. I've had people tell me, say, Brother Herman, I don't think a person can know they're saved. My friend, you haven't read the Bible. The Bible said I've written these things so that you may know that you have eternal life. You can know whether you're going to heaven or not. I wouldn't want to walk out of here not knowing when you can know. So let's stand. We're going to sing an invitation. Some of those may want to come to Brother Mark. All you young people that raised your hand, if you were sincere, come stand by Brother Morton right now as we sing. Come on. Come every soul by sin oppressed. There's mercy with the Lord. And he will surely Anyone else? Anyone else? Seven young people say, I want to know. I don't want to be left behind. I want to know that I'm going to heaven. Anybody else that want to come real quickly, we're going to close in a moment. It's your choice. It's your decision.
thank you so much for being here tonight, your patience. We appreciate you so much. As we've already shared, we love Brother Mark and Julie, some of the best of the best. And I appreciate the Florida boys being here. I mean, Floyd boys. I keep thinking Florida boys. That's my generation. But we appreciate them coming every night, being a part. I know uh, uh, Brother Ron comes a long, long way every night to come over here, and we appreciate that so very much. We love you folks very much. Uh, when you go to bed tonight, pray for us. We'll be driving home, and then we'll be cycling back out to Abilene uh, to start Sunday morning again. And so pray for us as we travel. And we, again, appreciate you so much, Brother Mark. Ooh, there it is. Uh, give Brother Herman another hand if you would. That's some good preaching all week long, amen. Uh, be seated for just a moment if you don't mind. And uh, we've got some great, uh, some great decisions. Uh, I believe we've had about seven young people uh, make a decision for the Lord tonight, amen. Yeah, that is good. What you might not have caught is there's about 30 to 40 more uh, children from about fifth grade on down in the fellowship hall, and it's uh, very likely that several of them made decisions tonight also, amen. So that's good, amen. And um, Miss Cindy and all of our workers uh, sacrificed to take care of them while we were in here tonight uh, because we had so many, and uh, that was, it's been good, amen. Has it been a good week, Amen. It's been a great week, uh, man. Again, just uh, I don't know. I forget to thank somebody, but uh, Miss Cheryl, thank you for driving the bus tonight and bringing all these young people. Amen. Yes, brother Martin, thank you for your hard work. Give brother Martin a big hand if you would. Amen. And uh, Miss Cindy and her crew can't hear you, but give them a big hand uh, back there too. Uh, uh, man, I know you've been blessed this week. I want to encourage you again uh, on your way out. Brother Gary has the offering basket uh, there at the door. And so please give. You can also give online. It's on the screen there. Uh, that's a very convenient way to give with credit or debit card. You can set that up. Just go to that uh, giving.landmarktyler.com. Uh, and we want to be a blessing to Brother Herman. If he's blessed you, then it's our job to be a blessing to him. Amen. And so uh, please give uh, sacrificially if you would. Uh, I want to uh, just thank you for coming, being faithful. We've had really good crowds uh, every, every night. God's been good to us. And, uh, man, the Floyd boys, uh, thank you all. Give them a big hand, you guys, for uh, coming and practicing every night. Amen. And uh, uh, it's, it's still fun. Whether we can hit the notes or not, it's still fun. Amen. So. <laughs> And uh, if y'all aren't opposed to it, I'll just uh, say if Brother Herman can come back, we'll just do this all again uh, next same time next year. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, awesome. Awesome. Uh, uh, if you are a visitor, we've been giving away a free movie ticket to all visitors. So uh, if you do that, uh, that's uh, we've got communication cards on the table back there. Fill the, one of those out, put it in the basket, and then we will mail you a movie ticket, all right, for coming and being here. Uh, man, these young people. Uh, Brother Martin, you wanna, how do you want to announce these young people? Just have them stand, those that made a decision for the Lord tonight? Uh, 
All right. If uh, young people, if you uh, if you made a decision for the Lord tonight, would you just stand up and let us recognize you? All these young people, give them a big hand. Amen. Amen. Most important decision you guys will ever make, and we're proud of you. Amen. All right, you guys can be seated. That's what it's all about. That's why we do what we do, and that's why we did what we did tonight. Amen. All right, I'm sure I'm probably forgetting something, but it's been a great week. And, uh, man, I want to tell you, uh, it has been wonderful. And uh, my heart's full, and uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate all of you. Amen. Let's ask the Lord to just uh, take us as we go home and that we would be on fire for the Lord and that we'd go tell somebody about him this week. Lord, we love you. And, God, we thank you for these decisions that have been made in the building tonight. Lord, there may be even more on the other end of the building that we're not even aware of tonight. But, God, we just give you the praise and the honor and the glory. Uh, Lord, we do it all for you. Uh, Lord, it is all for you. And I pray that you'd bless this. Uh, bless us tonight as we go from here. Pray that you keep us all safe, Father. And God, uh, just uh, give us a great week the rest of the week. May we come back to your house on Sunday energized. May we go tell somebody about the Lord Jesus Christ and what they've done in our lives this week. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you. You are dismissed. Have a great night. <laughs>